Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Plugged In podcast. So we're talking about the digitalization of education. I'm Maddie. Hi, everyone. I'm Monica. Hey, everyone. I'm Bobby Faith. And I'm Cameron. And last time we talked about the impact COVID-19 had on the digitalization of education. And today we're going to dive into the impacts and some of the negative sides that the digitalization has had on education. Yeah, absolutely. So as um, Bobby Faith covered in our in our first episode, you know, our world and with it, education, of course, has become more and more digital um, and COVID-19 accelerated that trend. I think I think it was already kind of trending that way to begin with um, as far as, you know, I, I think it went from going to college. It was like, hey, we we recommend a laptop to a point where it was like, no, you definitely need to have one. Um, and COVID-19 just kind of accelerated that trend when everything went to remote. Um, so what we're seeing now is something called the digital gap or the digital divide. And so what this is, is an economic, uh, an economic inequity um, between socioeconomic groups in terms of access to technology. Mm-hmm. This would be, um, you know, could be hardware like a computer, laptop, tablet, what have you, or access to broadband or high-speed internet. Um, you know, I found some interesting figures um, according to a May 2020 report. So this is um, a couple months into the COVID-19 pandemic. If you think back to May of 2020, that was around the time where we were all, you know, in a virtual environment. Um, this was a May 2020 report from the Abel Foundation. 77% of households had a desktop or laptop computer. But what's concerning is when you start to break that up by income group, you start to see an inequity. Um, it was only about um, half um, half of those earning under twenty five thousand dollars a year had access home access to a computer, um, wow. followed by seventy percent in the um, twenty five thousand to fifty thousand dollar range, and then um, all the way up to the top bracket, which would have been a hundred thousand dollars or more. It was in the ninety percent. So you can see that the lower end of the scale, um, where you know in theory these students are already um, already at a disadvantage, they also don't have access to technology that I think is critical right now. Yeah. And what just came to mind with that is you emphasized home access, right? And I think a lot of times we're like, well, the schools have it on campus, but as our school has shifted to a lot more like in-home online work, you can't necessarily be on campus, right? To go to the library and use the internet, right? So like, that's a huge gap too. Well, and if you think about it too, you know, schools are offering, and, and this is pre-COVID and then current, currently now, I think, you know, as you start to see um, more op- opportunities for digital education right now, um, you know, who generally speaking, a lot of students that look at virtual learning are going to be the students that, um, you know, are, tend to be busy um, as far as, you know, work commitments, life commitments, you don't always have time to go to campus, even when it is open. And mm-hmm. then as we saw COVID, it's not always open, of course. Um, you know, and I think one thing that we have to know, as a, you know, I mentioned COVID, the pandemic didn't really close that technology gap at all. Um, in 2021, P, uh, the Pew Research Center found a report or did a report that um, for students that are earning or for uh Americans that are earning less than $30,000 a year, 27% um, rely on just their smart their smartphone for internet access. 
Um, and for those earning $30,000 to $99,000, it's only 11%. So this is students that their only access to the internet is their smartphone, which if you think about it, I think we, if you've been in a college level course, um, you know, smartphone doesn't really cut it for mm-hmm. uh, in-depth research, for writing papers, doing projects. Um, and so um, they also found that that cell phone dependent, that cell phone dependency is highest among um, African-American and Latinx students as well. I mean, I can't even imagine, right? Being a, you're a college student, you have to do class from your cell phone. You have to do a research paper um, from your phone. And on top of that, um, how are you paying it, right? Like, I'm sure these students have to hold on multiple jobs or positions to be able to um, pay it because I know internet costs um, are really high in the U.S., right? Yeah, I'm really glad... I'm really glad that you um, you mentioned that. So for the lowest income groups, only less than 60%, about 55 to 57% um, have home, bro- home broadband. That would be home high-speed internet. Um, and about 27%, so a little over a quarter of all Americans don't have home broadband internet access. Um, you know, and uh, in 2020, again, you keep going back to that year, such a critical year, and I think in human history as we go forward, but in 2020, the Open Technology Institute um, published that they feel that there's um, an affordability crisis in the United States as far as how much it costs for internet access. And I think for some generations, um, you know, internet might be the first, whenever they're in a tight spot, internet might be one of the first things that they choose to cut um, as far as from their monthly expenditures. You're going to pay your rent, you're going to pay your car payment, you're going to get groceries, of course. So then you start to look at, well, yeah, I might need it for school, but, you know, I can go without internet for a couple of weeks to save a few bucks. Um, and yeah. so again, these are students that are already at a disadvantage. And because of this digital gap is, is um, higher education becomes more digitalized. You're starting to see that gap grow um, and it creates more inequity. Yeah. I think that leads also to a conversation besides affordability, right? Like it's creating a gap. Sure. Um, right, access to the resources that are being offered by their institutions, by their professors, right? If I can't download a PDF or an article as a student, mm-hmm. how am I going to do my homework, right? Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. obviously a bigger conversation on, you know, academic outcomes and academic success. Um, but it, it all starts here with that accessibility to, you know, yeah. internet, which, you know, now, nowadays, I believe, right, that it's all right, everyone should have access to it in this digital I world. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something I want to say, and I don't know this for sure, but I, I, I think over time somewhere I read that the UN, the United Nations actually considers internet access to be a human right now, um, or at least there's a movement for it to be recognized as a human right. And so as we look at it, you know, we're all studying to be higher education professionals. As we look at it, you know, we should strive for equal opportunities. We should strive for an equi- for, um, for equity, not inequity. We should strive for equity um, in, in education. And I think, you know, we all recognize that higher education has a lot of potential to be a driver for, um, for economic opportunity and economic mobility. But if, if we don't address this digital gap, you know, that's going to be a barrier to ultimately closing the gaps that we want to close. Um, and then also, I think another question, you know, if digitalized education is here to stay, if we're going to be doing things more virtual, Um, You know, meetings are held virtual now, even though a lot of campuses have moved somewhat back into a quote unquote normal system. Um, 
how can we build community behind a screen? Um, you know, I think we mentioned in the last episode, we all go to class together. We've never even met in person. Um, I feel great community with you guys, but other students might need that face-to-face access. Um, and so I think that's another issue that, you know, we need to address as we move into, um, into higher education. Um, there are some positives for digitalized education. I think we're, I think Maddie's going to get into that in the next episode. Um, but, you know, I think ultimately you look at these issues and you see kind of this inequity and um, it's a really good opportunity for, um, for a movement towards uh, equality, equity, and social justice as well. Absolutely. I agree. It's the root of everything. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we hope you guys join us for our next episode. Um, And we're looking forward to getting into that discussion of kind of where we go from here.